Hey, Honeymooners, you can find ad-free episodes, Moshe's DJ sets, merch discounts, and so much more on our Patreon. Check it out at patreon.com slash endlesshoneymoon or click the link in the description of this episode. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Endless Honeymoon Podcast. We were walking our, our uh, child and our three dogs today, and someone was jogging by and said, love the podcast. You guys are doing great work. And we thought to ourselves, okay, if the next person we walk by also says we love the podcast, we know officially that this thing is a mega hit. And unfortunately, that did not occur. So we don't know yet. But here's what we do know. It has been a whirlwind of a few weeks since the launch of this podcast. And we have been climbing in the charts. And in fact, last week... We jumped from 62nd of all podcasts in the world on iTunes to 49th of all podcasts in the world. Beating Super Soul Sunday. Yes, exactly. We Well, actually, that's incorrect. We didn't beat Oprah's Super Soul Sunday. We were one below Oprah's oh, Super shit. Soul Sunday. So that's a goal. That is a, f- a straight up squad goal. And squad meaning pod. Pod goal. Straight up pod goals can like I, we have to beat oprah if there's one thing that i've done this podcast for one thing alone and exclusively by the way natasha and i are fighting with our producer right now because she keeps telling her to turn the volume <laughs> down in the in the headphones and i'm telling her turn it up because i'm so fucking hyped right now you're talking too loud though no for me. this isn't for you this is for the people natasha we're about to take oprah down fucking oprah dude oprah you know who oprah is I do. She's the chairwoman of Harpo Productions. (laughs) She was in a color purple. She was in The Butler. I think it's called The Color Purple. I said The Color Purple. You said A Color Purple. (laughs) Rewind it. Check it out. Hold on. Rewind. She was in One Color Purple. (laughs) We got to take Oprah down, dude. We got to. it, it, It makes this whole mission worth it. So, guys, if you're listening right now, and odds are you are, five star this shit. Tell your friends to subscribe. We could fucking destroy Oprah if all goes well. Uh, so we went camping this weekend. Yep, we did indeed. That was fun. My whole family went. I, I had, went camping with your family. Uh, I had, yeah, that's right. I also did. And it was fun. We had a nice time, right? We did come to some realizations. We did have a bit of a fight, a, a tiny bit of a fight. I mean, Natasha and I, I would say, have opposite instincts when it comes to parenting. Like Moshe thinks it's cool for the baby to be barefoot at the campsite and then walk into the flames. Well, I did. no, I didn't say walk into the flames. Natasha, on the other hand, puts the baby in a playpen because she doesn't speak English. You doesn't she, know. Don't walk into the fire. You think it's a, a language barrier thing? That's why you put <laughs> her in there. Was, well, no, because she likes to crawl anywhere or like walk anywhere she wants. I mean, the, uh, the, Natasha's idea of camping with a child is to set up a crib next to a next to a, a campfire. And so she's safe. Well, I'm just saying. You what's think a, she's not old enough to just like do dance into the flames? What, what age is it that you're old <laughs> enough to dance into the flames? I'm just saying if, if you're going to camp, you might as well let them have some free range. Get out there. You know what I mean? I'm not going to let her touch the fire, but I'm going to let her get really close. So then we decided that I would stop worrying so much well basically i kept regretting that um we we came to this understanding that natasha worries as a matter of course and i 
regret as a matter of course like everything we do like Moshe's never ordered a meal at a restaurant ever where he hasn't as soon as we've given the order um, debated if he shouldn't have gotten the Brussels sprouts and then tries to get the waitress's uh, attention and then we get into like a small fight and then I say I'll just go up and find her and tell her and then I usually go switch out the Brussels sprouts for the glazed carrots or whatever it is that you like and the truth is when the food gets there I stop regretting immediately and I just start eating (laughs) Folks, you got to stop regretting and just start eating. That's what it's all about. But we did. We realized that we have the opposite instinct. I look back and, uh, and, and regret it. And you look forward and worry about it. And neither of those are healthy instincts, right? Because you can't, what's the point of regretting the past because you can't control it? And what's the point of worrying about the future because you can't prevent the thing that you think you're going to prevent? You're preventing. You can sometimes though. You can like take precautions. You can take precautions, but at a certain point, if you start catastrophizing the future, then all you're ever doing is living in the present and worrying about the worst possible thing that could happen next, which is no way to live. And it's also no way to live looking back on things you can't control and wishing you could change them, right? That's true. So we came to this realization in the woods, in Santa Barbara, in the hills of Santa Barbara with a babbling brook going by, right after we both got a massage from a massage therapist named Tova, who recognized us and had seen the honeymoon special (laughs) on Netflix. And we decided, I'm going to work on not regretting the past. And I'm going to work on... Um, talking you into not letting the baby walk into the fire. No, that's not what we came into. It was that you were going to work on not worrying about the future. Right, like, I know. If I let the baby like out of the crib, I'm not going to just open my arms. But and let she's her... so fast. I'm pre- I'm faster. You ever seen me? But you were you... cooking dinner. You ever seen me play ball? <laughs> Seriously, I got crazy D. And also I think that a child who is, any child should probably wear shoes at a campground. So do you want to walk around barefoot at a campground? You had shoes on. You never heard of a barefoot child, like a barefoot infant, you know, like. What about a barefoot adult? I've seen them at Burning Man. Well, yeah. Why don't you walk around barefoot? I want my child to be more like the people I meet at Burning Man. <laughs> Straight up. Well, less like Oprah, more like Burning Man. It's funny because we came to this big realization and then I was like, I'm going to work on not regretting no, the past. No, no, no. Like, I am going to work, work on it. I am not- going to work on it. You are? Yes, of course. I mean, I don't want to be living in fear. You know, they say there's this, this guy in AA used to say this guy Dice who'd been in a, a head-on collision on. His I was motorcycle. in a show with him. What's that? I was in a show with him. <laughs> no, not Andrew Dice Clay. <laughs> it was this guy named Dice in Oakland AA, and he would always say, "If he got, I'm not going to do the accent, but he had one. He would because he'd been in a motorcycle accident. But uh, so you can kind of imagine what it sounded like. And he would say, "He got one foot in the past and one foot." In the future, you're shitting on the present. And that's what you're supposed to do? Shit on the present? <laughs> no, you're not. You're supposed to not shit on the present. Oh. You're supposed to be in the present and enjoy it. Okay. Thanks, Dice. Thank you, Dice. Um, What do you think, honey? Do you think we should take a call? Let's take a call. Now we're going to call Natalie in Los Angeles. Hello? Hello. Natalie. Hi. Hi, Natalie. How are you? It's Moshe Kasher calling. And Natasha Legero. I'm so excited. I'm good. How are you guys? Oh, we're very excited as well. We've uh, we've we've heard about your issue and we, uh, I don't know, you know. Well, I think you should explain it. Yeah, explain it. But part of the issue here is for us, we're a comedy podcast and this, your, your problem with your partner seems a little dark. Um, and I don't know if there's a way for us to spin this to make it positive or to make it not terrifying, but... 
I'll just let you tell the story, Natalie. No, I, I, I am a little nervous because I want to say, like I said on my call, I do love my boyfriend more than I've ever loved anyone else. Yeah. But for some reason, can't reconcile his, he's perfect in every other way, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm listening. But he is a legitimate, like one of those. Gabe Matthews Band fans. Like, <laughs> oh my God. I, I feel guilty judging him because I'm a huge fan of him as well. But he's in like. Wait, songs. you're a huge Dave Matthews fan as well? No, no. I'm a big fan of um, Jenny Lewis like, and Rilo Kiley. Like, good music? Okay, of cool. Jenny Lewis and Rilo Kiley. That's what you're comparing to Dave Matthews? <laughs> it's like, it's like, oh yeah. Yeah, I don't know. My problem is that my partner has chlamydia, but I don't want to judge because I have a headache. <laughs> She's just trying to say she understands what it's like to be a fan. I understand. So it's not that he's obsessive, but this is like deeper than like, I love her music, but there, he has apps. He goes, I, I, before he goes to shows, him and his friends do like games where they guess the set list and there's like forums and there's, I mean, he, and he belongs to like these Spotify lists. It's just, it's so intense. And I, I, how long have you guys been dating? Before we even get into that, Natalie, I just want to say, like, I am so profoundly sorry for what you're going through right now. And and I, 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 I'm, I'm, my breath is a little bit taken away, to be honest. Like, I don't know. I feel I've so- never met anyone like him. I grew up in a very, even my dad, when I first started dating him, even my dad was, I was like, well, he's a big Dave Matthews band fan. And my dad went, ooh, like he was, it's like, it's a spirit. Wait, okay, like, hold on. How 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 long have you been dating? You know things are bad though when your dad is like, that guy sounds like I, a dork. Yeah, no, and I have an older brother. I grew up kind of like in a I always felt a little judged for coolness. But uh, we've been dating when I called you guys. We had we just moved in together. <gasps> we've been dating What? You moved in with him? Oh my god. I moved in with him because he I mean, we've been dating for about four years now. Oh, my and he's God. My, you have I to know, dump him. I, yeah, you have to break up with no, him. No, I'm not kidding. Listen, here's the thing, Natalie. Moshe's making a joke, but, like, if taste is important to you, he doesn't have it. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's why I want to tell you guys. I know, I, always, I know you guys are, like, to me, you guys are the coolest. And so I'm like, is it, how important is being cool? If I'm in, I'm so in love with him. Natalie, and I'm like, are you kidding me right yeah. now? Love is absolutely, they're not important at all in comparison to being cool. Are you joking right now? Being cool is absolutely the most important thing that anybody can, if you're trying to plan a future with someone. Now, if this was a fling, if this is a fling, I'd say, fuck it. You know what? Take the guy home, slip his Birkenstocks off, you know, take off those tie-dye socks, those oversized cut bell bottoms, take his hemp belt, undo his hemp belt, take his Fimo choker off, and you lay him down, you know what I mean? And you put a little bit of crystal deodorant on that boy, throw the didgeridoo to the side, comb out those dreads, and you get down with that boy. That's fine. But you're talking about a future with this guy. I mean, you, this is serious stuff, Natalie. Joking, but I do think about that. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it sounds to me like if you've been dating him for four years, either you live in a pl- wait, you live in LA? There's like a larger <laughs> pool. I thought, I thought maybe she was living in like a small town or something. Listen, we Natalie. both live in Los Feliz, and he's so cool. His taste in mu- his taste in movies and TV. He's a very intelligent. Um, but he's from Connecticut, so I try to give him a little bit of... Listen, this is the same kind of thing they t- they say about serial killers. 
They say, oh, he seems so nice. Ted Bundy was so intelligent. He was so educated. You have literally an enemy living in your house. You're in Los Feliz. We are in that neighborhood. You tell me where you live right now. I will come over and I'll drive you to a safe place. I'll take you to a a fire station. No questions asked. But the thing is, too, it's like, does he let you roast him about it a little bit? Because if he does, then maybe you could like try to school him a little. Like, why don't you take him to a Jenny Lewis concert? Well, we've we've done that. I went to one concert and at one point him and his friends were I was like, maybe he just doesn't know other music because they were just like blown away. They were like, what other band has? horns and guitars are like lots of other bands have like that i mean I, i've tried to, because they always say like they're just such good musicians but i'm like but you're not a musician like oh why God, do you appreciate I have the that answer. over like soullessness i have i just the don't answer. know i have the answer okay here's the thing what here's what makes someone cool and i'm sure you could tell me they had an ex- they had exposure yeah. to a cool friend And usually like it's, you Mm -hmm. know, mine was in seventh grade. I remember this girl was like, you don't have to listen to the radio. Why don't you listen to this? And then I was like, oh, wow, this stuff is so much cooler. And like, you know, you once you have a cool friend to kind of show you the ropes, then usually you get better taste in music. Well, you're his cool friend. Right. So you have to like take take him to more stuff, open his eyes, make him mixtapes, make fun of him about Dave Matthews. You really are in love with him. So it's like the best you can do is try to expose him to stuff that doesn't suck. Okay, that does. Yeah, I've been I guess I've just been trying to be open because I didn't want to be judgmental. But maybe it is like time to kind of well, let me ask you an important question, Natalie. And this is a little personal and I don't want to get too personal. And but I'm just concerned about you it's because fine. when somebody has an issue when someone has, I would say, a disease and they don't want to change, you know, in Al-Anon, they say you can't change people that don't want to change, you know, and this guy clearly doesn't want to change. Um, when you two make love, when he first begins the act, does he ever yeah. say, does he ever say, I'm crashing into you? Does he ever do that to you? <laughs> does that happen? She's been wanting to make fun no. of Dave Matthews for a while. <laughs> you want to know my real opinion, Natalie? pretty lame i know no no here's my here's my real opinion opinion. i've roasted we've roasted you for a while but here's my real opinion i actually think it's awesome that your husband has an interest that is so oblong from your own i think to be honest with you that's what makes a really healthy relationship is when two people have like they line up on so many things and then there's an area of passion where they don't line up like us and burning like man. us and burning man to me and or us and surfing like to me that's a space where i keep like the parts of my life that i get to have to myself and I, and even though I've invited N- Natasha to Burning Man, and I love it when she's there. I, I like the fact that there's a thing that I, lo- that I care about and that's really important to me that she couldn't understand if I gave her a thousand years and vice versa. She has things in her life that I just like that I don't relate to. And I think that that oxygen makes for a healthier relationship. And to be honest, like I, I, I have oh some, my God. go ahead now. Yeah. Sorry. You're making me like emotional. That doesn't make a lot of sense. Sorry. You love the guy. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I know you weren't being totally serious with the question, but, you know, I do actually think it's it's good to have somebody and even something as, and I think we can all agree, horrifying as being into the Dave Matthews band. You know, I think you're yes. lucky. In other words, I think you're lucky that you have a, a partner whose main 
whose big passion isn't something that they're going to ever have the right to ask you to come along to. You've got a free reign to not go to Dave Matthews concerts for the rest of your life and you'll get some yeah, free time. Yeah, and he's very respectful. He never plays it. Like, he never, like, makes me. It's not, like, overt. I almost feel guilty because he feels like he has to hide it. And it's just... <laughs> that he's, he's great. It's just... Wow, that's, that's really good advice. You're right. Burning Man is not cool either. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. Well, Natalie, actually, we're uh, out I... of time here. Uh, so, <laughs> Okay, well, thanks for calling, Natalie. I hope it works out. We think Thank it will work out. Thank you so much. Yeah. Just hopefully he doesn't, awesome. he doesn't propose to you at a Dave Matthews concert. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll be a deal breaker. Oh, my God. You got thank you so much. That was that made me emotional. That, thank you very much. Well, you made us emotional, but the emotion was horror. Natalie, good luck out there. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> she was laughing at you. That was great. Wait, so Dave Matthews, he sings the song Crashing? Yeah, the crashing is, into me. Is that the only hit? That's the hit. I mean, honestly, to be honest. So what are they? Are they like a jam band? Because they they're, obviously have do like yeah, they're, they're kind, two hour concerts. They're kind of a jam band, but they're a little bit, I think a little bit more. I don't know, actually. I've never been able to get into jam bands even as much as I wish I was. But honestly, I have I have a lot of friends who love the Dave Matthews Band. They are, you do? Yeah, yeah. You know, the book at the punchline, that's her big thing. And it was really funny. When I started comedy, we were all so intimidated by her. Uh, she's like this like very striking, beautiful uh, woman that was very powerful and is very powerful in the San Francisco comedy scene. So all you ever wanted to do was to try to connect to her on some level. And so like every young comedian from 10, 15 years ago would be like trying to come up with like Dave Matthews anecdotes to talk to her, like including me. <laughs> and I couldn't be less into that. And be like, so do you, what do you do? Crashing. That's quite a song, isn't it? Well, clearly he's like harnessed something where he's got like mega fans and oh, yeah. they, they, they don't all just love that song. No, they're great musicians. It must be like a um, lifestyle or something. It is for sure. And people tour with them and follow them around. And if we have any Matthews heads out there, listen, we were just kidding. I go to Burning Man. Who's worse, Fish or Dave Matthews? Actually, honestly, Fish for sure. For me, for Fish me. Fish doesn't even have like a hit, right? For me, Fish is like, I just can't do it. I've tried so many times. I just can't do it. Like, isn't Coldplay kind of like um, Dave they? Matthews? Like. No, I don't no. think so. No, Dave Matthews is, uh, we'll play some here. We licensed some for this episode. <laughs> Listen, if Dave Matthews is a fan, we, we think you're great. We're just teasing. And if you're not, you know, hey. You know what Dave Matthews is? Hmm. It's like East Coast College Jam Band. You know, like dudes who have like bad genre. Dudes who have like canvas, uh, like cotton baseball caps that they like twist into a, a really curved brim, and then they have like a Gross. like baggy, really baggy khaki um, pants. You know, and like maybe like a polo shirt. And, the, and then they wear flip flops. They wear flip flops. Yeah, that's them. And then they they dress up. They wear like light blue oxfords. Maybe so, but with the hat still. Ugh. They'll go to like a fancy restaurant, like a some sort of Cape Cod, like clamory. I smell some cologne. I don't know if they wear cologne. They're like bros. They're like they're more bros than hippies. Fish is more hippies. Hippie. This is more like bro. No, date. What it is? I Dave, would much prefer a hippie to a bro. Yes, but Dave Matthews Band is uh is a band for hippie bros. I would say. Hmm. Okay, let's take some secrets. Here you go. Here's a good one. Um, when I was 14, my brother peed in my slippers, and uh, he was a lot older and bigger than me, so I decided to level my revenge against him in three ways. One was that I um, peed on his toothbrush. 
two was that he uh, he had real bad acne and used Fizoderm, so I put uh, Mazzola cooking oil in it. So every time he washed his face, I'd wash him, just slather oil into his acne. And the third one was that I put liquid heat in all of his underwear, but just like a little dab in that sort of tape zone. So every day he'd go to work, it wouldn't hit him right away. It'd be like when he started sweating in midday, start to heat him up a bit. So we had our mom change the laundry detergent several times, but no one ever knew why or how that happened to him. But there you go. I hope you like that. I'm a bad person. Maybe not. I just had to get my revenge. So there it is. Okay. Bye. I'm glad our kid's not going to have a sibling. (laughs) I loved that lady. She was so pure evil, you know. Well, also, like, how long did she keep that up for? And imagine pissing on someone's toothbrush and thinking, no, not enough. I got to keep going. Mazzola oil and liquid heat, whatever the fuck that is. And she's justifying it because he was tall. Wow, I wonder. Hmm. My brother peed in my face once. Really? I never exacted revenge. Maybe it's I just time. felt helpless. Was he bigger than you? I just remember I like screamed like I'm gonna tell Ma, and when I said Ma, like all of a sudden I just, there was like a stream of hot piss in my mouth. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, he wasn't touching me; he just like shot across the room. No, you're right. It was appropriate. <laughs> Just a stream of hot piss. Just the old Legero stream. That's what I remember. Stream. I just remember like going like ma. And when I opened my mouth to say ma, it was just like. Oh, it made me so mad. Yeah. That is really fucking disturbing, Natasha. Really? Fuck yeah. Are you still in touch with him? My brother? Yeah. I mean, he has a rough life. Maybe you should. I don't know. Exact revenge. A little on bit him. of liquid heat. <laughs> little dabble do ya. Let's play another secret. My deepest, darkest secret, it's not actually that deep. It's happening right now. I am, as you can probably hear from the echo, I am hiding in a bathroom stall in an art gallery because my ex and his new fiance walked in and I panicked and told my crew I needed to take a diarrhea and now I can't leave the bathroom. So, you know, love anonymous. Wait, wait. I love that, first of all, that she, like, had to, I mean, take a diarrhea is great. But I then mean, also, the greatest she's like, I'm going to go into the bathroom at the gallery and call this hotline. <laughs> That's the thing that is, like, really hard to figure No, no, yeah. You got you to gotta play the narrative out, too. Like, she knows we have a podcast. <laughs> she knows we have a secrets hotline. She's probably always been like, I wish I had a good secret to tell. She already knew all this information. Then she's in an art gallery. She sees her, her ex and his... And that's rough. At, at, ...walk in. She's so embarrassed that her response is, I know how I can get out of this awkward situation. Guys, I've got to go... And then the greatest phrase that's ever been uttered on this podcast, or maybe in humanity's history... Take a diarrhea. Take a <laughs> diarrhea. I have to take a diarrhea. I guess it makes sense because you take a shit. Why don't you take a diarrhea? You have diarrhea. Well, because it's like diarrhea has has power over you. Right. Diarrhea happens to you. <laughs> shit. But they say shit happens. That's true. That's a classic saying. That is a classic. But she's like, I got to go take a diarrhea because <laughs> I'm not going to let diarrhea have power over me the way I've made it. Let this man have power over me. She's cowering in a bathroom. No diarrhea. Butthole dry as hell. <laughs> And just like, I'm going to call Moshe and Natasha. 
Oh, I'm thing. sorry that happened to you, but you're going to find love. And you'll probably Just have... don't say that again. You'll probably have diarrhea at some point, too. <laughs> Next time you have diarrhea, think of us. He doesn't deserve you. Yeah, he deserves diarrhea. Hey there, guys. I'm from Indiana, and I've never told anybody this, so I figured this is probably the best place to uh, let it go out into the ether. I have multiple times burned off genital warts with a soldering iron because I didn't feel like going to the, uh, you know, pregnancy care center to uh, get them burned off medically. So I did it myself successfully. Luckily, it was successful. No scarring. Hurt a little bit. Burned a little pubic hair off. That's okay, though. Um, So there's that. And uh, it was uh, you know, nice letting you guys notice. And uh, hope to talk to you soon. All right, goodbye. Well, we will not be talking to you. <laughs> I'll tell you that right Wait, now. Wait, hold on. So genital warts, does, does that come from sex? There, it's an STD, yeah, it's right? it's an STD. It can so be. So is he really getting it off all the way if he's it, not doing it medically? I mean, with warts, don't they, they? There is a thing where they burn warts off. I had a wart on my neck I had burned off once. I just respect this guy's. This is like that is hardy Indiana Midwest country American ingenuity. You know what I mean? That we have a healthcare crisis right now, and that guy's like, "Fuck that! I'm not paying a hundred and fifty dollar copay to go have a doctor burn my genital ward off when I've got a whole garage full of equipment (laughs) and I can take care of that my damn self." (laughs) What's a soldering saw? What did he say? A soldering iron is like uh, when you're you're soldering stuff. You there's a kind of metal that you put. There's a really hot little heater, which is what he used, and you put the metal up to it, and it melts to like create a seal between like glass or two different pieces of metal to seal them together. Right? I wish I was a doctor or I knew a doctor to ask them how dangerous this is. Well, we could probably ask one. I mean, do you think that's dangerous? Well, let's call a doctor right now. <laughs> okay, we're going to call our producer's doctor. <laughs> And ask him if it's safe to solder genital warts off. At home. At home. With a soldering iron. With a soldering iron. Hello. Doctor. Yes. We're gonna leave your last name anonymous uh, for your for your own edification and licensure. <laughs> okay. Okay, I've got a serious I've got a serious question for you, Doc, and I hope you can help me. Okay. All right. I got to listen. I'm, I'm, a, I'm an Indiana boy. Just so you know, go Hoosiers. Uh, first and foremost, I'm a Midwest guy. I won't hold that against you. Okay. Well, you might hold this against me. I got a gnarly case of genital warts. Okay. Let's just start there. I got, I got genital warts up the Yazoo, right? I don't want to go to the doctor. Well, yes. Go ahead, sir. I was going to say, if they're up the Yazoo, that's not just genital. <laughs> They're all they're around the Yazoo. They're in the general Yazoo area, Doc. Let's, all right. So all right. I don't like doctors. No offense. I don't. I don't like. Pay, I don't like copays. Uh, we're in a healthcare crisis, and I got a family to feed. So here's what I'm thinking of doing. I'm gonna go to my garage. Do you know what a soldering iron is? Sure do. Okay. So. Oh, okay. Well, you're not. You're not the doctor I assumed you were. You're a little bit. A little bit more manly than yeah. I thought here. Okay. Great. I'm thinking I'm yeah, going yeah. to go into the garage, fire up the old soldering iron, and I'm just going to burn those bad boys off on my own. Now, 
is there any is there any <laughs> medical reason that I should not do that? Well, first of all, the, the fact that you're even considering that means you're nuts. And when I say that, it means your nuts are going to get burned. <laughs> Let's say they don't, though. Let's say I got a steady hand on the soldering iron. Uh, it's it's a singe that they're going to get burned. <laughs> so, but you're okay, great. But 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 is there any medical reason not to self burn <laughs> off, self desiccate genital warts with a soldering iron? You said desiccate. Desiccate? Desiccate, right. yeah. Yeah, de- de- not defecate. Yeah, don't self-defecate. I don't want to take a diarrhea <laughs> over here. N- no, no. Um, seriously? Yeah, Doc, answer the question seriously. Please, Why oh. is this so difficult to answer seriously? It's a very serious medical question. You're, you're giving me the third degree, and <laughs> in fact, that's what you'll get in the way of burns. So, you, you have a lot of puns for a doctor. <laughs> But would you say, Doctor? Sorry, hi. Oh, that's just... my wife, by the way. She's really interested in the answer to this question. Would too. you say it's dangerous? Like, yeah, really? Like, you wouldn't recommend so, this? No, I really wouldn't. So, I, I, I just don't think you'd want to do that. It, I mean, seriously, there are some topical work treatments you can try, but you're you are better off going in and finding someone to freeze those bad boys and get rid of them. <laughs> Let's say it's too late, Doc. Let's say I've already done this a number of times over the years and called a podcast to admit this. Doc, it's not me. This is a real person that we just had on our Secrets Hotline that actually did this. And we were wondering if what the, what the possible ramifications of doing something like that are. Uh, scarred for life. Scarred for life. Well, I'm, I'm, uh-huh. I bet you're scarred for life by this conversation. <laughs> Uh, I've had worse, so don't worry. <laughs> well, thank you very much for taking our call. We really appreciate a professional in this. Yes, thank you. Uh, all, right. all right. You have Happy a wonderful evening. Out. Thank you. Bye-bye, doctor. Right. Bye-bye. That was awesome. That was so cool. That was great. I got a thick head of hair, Natasha. You know that about me. I got a quaff. And I like a good shampoo, but I never know. Maybe you it's always good. steal my shampoo. Yeah, because I never know what the good shampoo is, you know. But I want good shampoo. I want good products. I want good lotions. You, you've got a whole closet full of them, and half of them you don't even use anymore. But that all ends today, Natasha. We found out about Function of Beauty. Now, Function of Beauty addresses all your hair needs, not just one. Most drugstore brands only address a single concern like volumize or strengthening. But you can go to Function of Beauty. You can say, like, the top five things that you care about with your hair like me, what I are like, your top five <laughs> you're so into your hair i like motion. volume i like and i like it to shimmer a bit what are yours um i need i need volume for sure and my hair gets a little dry yeah i can get a i can get a dry scalp too so you can put all oh, these, i don't get a dry scalp but my ends get dry but so there you go we're two different people with two different needs you can go to functionandbeauty.com and put those needs into their little uh widgets they have over 54 trillion combinations possible oh and my the, god and what i love best is the products are so personalized your name is even on the bottle so you will stop using my shampoo not only that none of the products at function 
perfection of beauty are tested on animals. The sad reality is that a lot of major drugstore brands do test on animals. Well, Function of Beauty is 100% vegan and cruelty-free. It's the internet's top-rated customized hair care brand. I love this stuff. And there's over, and I always check reviews, there's over 20,000 five-star customer reviews. And they're you know, counting. And you don't have to take our word for it because we have got a special deal for our listeners. You'll get 20% off of your first order. All you have to do is go to functionofbeauty.com slash honeymoon, take the quiz, and get your shampoo going immediately. Functionofbeauty.com slash honeymoon. Get 20% off of your custom formula. And if you want hair like Moshe's, I suggest you uh, put in functionofbeauty.com slash honeymoon for your 20% off. Get that 20% off and get that hair poppin'. Okay, we have a very special segment coming up right now, a very special call. This is actually our first update from a call that we took. Uh, we have uh, we don't know what is to come, but we are very excited, uh, hoping that our next caller has come. Uh, you may remember from a couple of weeks ago, our friend Pablo from the northeast of England, up by Hadrian's Wall, who hadn't had sex with his wife in three and a half years. They have three kids. Three and kids. They, he, they said they really just they've fallen into this like bad habit of just like taking care of the kids. And by the time the kids go down, they fall asleep in front of the telly. And then he hadn't had sex in three fucking years years and when we called when he called us we they were on their way to a wedding in a, in a month or so and, and, and we told him he had to have sex and that he had to have a conversation with his wife about it and he emailed us saying that there's been an update in his situation and we don't know what that update is but we hope that that update came with an a, a upturned penis <laughs> so let's call pablo our old friend in the northeast of england and see what's been happening Hello, hello. Pablo, Pablo, Pablo. Hi, Pablo. Hello, hello. How are you? My God, we are so excited to talk to you right now. I mean, we, <laughs> I honestly, I just, I, I want to know, how are you? I'm very well, very well. Can't grumble. Can't <laughs> grumble? <laughs> uh, still British after all these weeks, Pablo. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. I've, 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 I've uh, stayed with my patriation. <laughs> Pablo, is there? Listen, when we last spoke, you hadn't had sex in al- almost or over three years, and you were but on, very in love with your wife. Still, very in love with your wife. You got a full family. You love her, and you were on your way to a wedding. And we told you that you had to have sex at that wedding, and you had to have a conversation with your wife about having sex at that wedding. Let's start at the beginning. Did you have a conversation with your wife saying we need to have sex at this wedding? Uh, yes, yes, we did have a discussion ahead of time. <laughs> Can you um, tell us how that went? What was it like? Um, well, I mean, it was generally, as I say, it's not a discussion we haven't touched on before um, in, in the past, just kind of to reignite things. But um, never but never yeah, with the rhetorical force of two f- of your wife's favorite comedians telling you you had to have this conversation. <laughs> she must have been thrilled that you got some other people involved. <laughs> Well, I may have left that detail out. Um, <laughs> I, may, I, may have, I, may, I may have come up with it on my own, on my own steam. Uh, if anybody asks. Okay, so you. So, you ha- so tell us. Yeah, just tell us what. Yeah, what's the update? What's the update, Pablo? What is the update? Well, uh, um, obviously we did, we discussed it and kind of um, thought obviously we'll we'll um, stick to the uh, stick to the plan and that then went up to the. The wedding got the, the room. It was a very nice uh, 
Rule Tower up in the uh, just oh I yes think, in Scotland. I think yeah, just on the border of Scotland. Oh my God, yes, and, Braveheart. Uh, <laughs> they oh, can yes, take yes, our uh, lives, but they can't take our dignity, Pablo. Oh well, that's it. That's it. And uh, yeah, and then we proceeded to um, obviously there was a whole wedding, but it's like a cousin, so I don't see that often. So we, we just uh, use the opportunity just in in vibe. Um, Plenty of alcohol, but not too much alcohol, of course. Yes. Um, and then, yeah, just proceeded to, um, <sighs> well, at, at the end of the night, let the yes. young people carry on their uh, uh, malarkeys. Oh, yeah. We headed upstairs and, uh, uh-huh. how's your father, etc. Uh, wait, what? Wait, you what? What? What oh, happened? Did I, how, how's your father? It's, uh, I don't know, an expression. How's your father? That, wait, translated into American. Um, knocking boots. Yeah! Uh, <laughs> Pablo, yes! Oh, you knocked boots that night. Oh, my Touching Lord. Uglies. Pablo, how was it? Um, all very good. I, 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 I took your advice, Bullshit, so I, I had been doing a bit of uh, intensive training um, <laughs> beforehand, so um, no need to cut to a montage scene right now. Oh, so but, you, um, you lifted up your kilt and you took care of a little bit of pre-business before you businessed. Well, that's it. Yes, it's you know, like people say, you know, you don't get to get to be good at anything without lots and lots of practice. So, uh, <laughs> uh, did a lot of uh, self uh, ex- exploration. Beautiful. You you said hello to how's your father to yourself, and you were like, wait, that's my father, Pablo. And have you had it? Ag- have you had it again since the wedding? Um. Yes. Yes. yes unbelievable. That's awesome. Young pa- children. So. Pablo, wait a minute. Yeah. First of all, you sound much lighter. I mean, you are literally probably uh, quite a bit lighter. You sound much lighter. And also, um, do you credit us for rekindling your sex life? I mean, I feel like you should. <laughs> well, uh, yes, you definitely like the, uh, the the touch paper, so to speak. Oh, man, I love this so much. I'm so happy for you, Pablo. I hope you're happy, too. Pablo, how far away from London are you? Um, quite far, like a few hundred miles. Oh. I'm, I'm literally just below the uh, just below Scotland. Uh, we were going to invite you. We're coming. We're coming to London uh, in a couple weeks for a five night run. If you and your wife can get to the Soho Theater, the 13th or the 17th or whatever it is, I, uh, we'll, you guys are are on our list, and you can come to our show for free, and then we can wife swap. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would very much love to in all, in all facets of that. Um, but um, yes, I think my wife would then leave me if I, if I did divulge that. So um, I'll, I'll just leave it as our kind of international podcasted secret. I love it. Pablo, we're so happy for you. Genuinely happy for you. you. You're one of our favorite guests of all time, and I think you'll remain that way. Thanks, Pablo. Well, thank you. Much appreciated. And, and to yourself, you've uh, put the... Uh, I do the uh, the the kick back of the boots. I, I, I don't know what I'm doing now. Oh, I'm I, saying words. No, I love that we got we got that kick back in your boots. We got your kilt rising. We got it. We got it all. I I just picture you in blue face paint, like 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 Robert Wallace or whatever the fuck his name is. I know you're not Scottish, but for for this illustration, William, you William. are William yeah. Wallace, just charging towards your wife, just saying for Scotland and the north of England. Pablo, we love you. Keep having sex. Okie dokes. Bye. Bye now. Man, I wanted to marry a British guy. He's cool, huh? I like how they talk. They always like rhyme things and have all these like cute little sayings. I know. That guy was so clever. He made me angry. But I'm so happy that they're having sex again. And I also love the idea that we kind of were a little touch point in his rekindling his romance with his wife. And she doesn't know. It's like this this podcast is in the public and... 
It's just between Pablo, you, and me. We'll always be a member of that family. You have such good advice. Like that was really good advice you gave him to break the habit. Yeah. Because they just, you said that, you know, kid, like with the kids, you get into this habit, but you can't also be in this like rote routine with your lover. But you're forgetting the best advice I gave him. What? Which is to not have sex for the first time in three years without going upstairs and jerking off at least seven times so that you don't. Oh, you said that to him? Oh, yeah. So that you don't immediately like, like you go, okay, honey, we're getting back into sex. And then she's like, that's sex. That's all that is then. 12 seconds, you say, love. Oh, I think I'll wait another three years. So he took my advice. He was up there fucking taking taking matters into his own hands. And then his wife was like, oh, William, you've repatriated Scotland or something like that. Pablo, we love you. Tosh, that was, um, you know, when we talked, we started the podcast talking about like the end of worry. Mm-hmm. And I got to say, like that guy who burns off his genital warts, that guy is living free of worry. <laughs> and we talked about the end of regret. He is probably living with no regrets. That guy has figured life out. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be more like that, dude. <laughs> Alone in his apartment, soldering <laughs> off his genital warts. Listening to the Dave Matthews band. Oh, my God. One can only hope. Man, Tosh, that was a great episode. You're a great person. And guess what? What? I love you. I love you, too.